0: Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening.
1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPN 867. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll-free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com.
0: Hello everybody, welcome in. It is the Monday edition of The Drive, and you know, it looks like a Monday. It really does. It's sort of gray. At least it's not raining the way it was a lot over the weekend. It uh, didn't rain a lot, but it just rained. It just sort of drizzled and misted an awful lot. But glorious weather, or it was a glorious weekend for Auburn football. My goodness. The most impressive game under Hugh Freeze so far. As Auburn goes up to, not ought to start uh, calling uh, Reynolds Stadium Auburn's second home. Auburn has, Auburn has exploded their... They're averaging, Dan, about what they scored Saturday over the last decade-plus up in Fayetteville.
2: Yeah, and it's been – it's it, I mean, a lot of teams in the SEC West have enjoyed success against Arkansas over the last decade-plus. It's a reason why they might be looking at head coach number, what, five since Petrino if, if they make wow. a change with Sam Pittman. I mean, it's been an active – decade of looking well think about it. They're, it is, but I don't
0: I don't know that many teams have just consistently scored as many points against Arkansas as as Auburn has over the last 10,
2: 12 years. Can you name the five coaches, Dan? Oh let me think about this. Petrino to John L. Smith I don't even to, remember John L. to yeah. Belama, to to Chad Morris. Oh yes. Woo. To Sam Pittman. There you go. And we probably think there's gonna be a new coach at Arkansas I'd next year. Be surprised if that there's not. And Petrino's last year was eleven? So, so that's so that so we'll be looking at head coach number six, since since the 2011. Hey, he's season.
0: probably available for that job now since he did that's not right. get the interim job, at Texas A&M.
3: Can't believe it didn't work out for him there. I'm just so shocked.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it <laughs> it, it it was a crazy day I, yesterday, was it not? I mean, yeah. as how many times during the regular season? I think the last time I can recall, both coaches of a game let go after the game. Would have been the Egg Bowl a few years ago, but that was the last game of the regular season. Right here, with two games to go in the regular season, you have a 51 to 10 game, and both coaches are fired. And I guess Mississippi State, Mississippi State had no, no alternative, no option other than firing because if the coach, if the team who scores 51 fires their coach, <laughs> how can the coach? Uh, how can the team that scores ten keep theirs? Yeah, he didn't even wanna... get a
3: full year, right? No, yeah, ten that's, games. That's I, tough. I, I, well, I
0: I always felt he was he was the the interim coach that right. was someone that the players you know could relate to that that they could get with such
3: yeah.
0: unexpected you know with such d- a terrible thing happening with the passing of Mike Leach.
3: And I never understood why he just pushed that offense to the side and tried to be Because yeah, he's brother. a defensive just, coach. It, but it just made no sense. If you're Mississippi State, you need to do something different. But right? we've, seen, we've
0: seen that many times, though, Brian. We saw it here. I mean, we've seen it where defensive coaches, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, feel like they're going to be able to um, help the team – you might help the defense a little bit, but you
2: end right. up not helping the defense at all when your offense right. is just bad. Auburn, had that, Auburn had that three-year stretch with Arkansas where they scored. the, the Auburn beat Arkansas. I guess it's a four-year stretch. You have 56-3 in 16, 52-20 in 17, 34-3 in 18, 51-10 in, <laughs> in, just, in 2019. You yeah. had four, four straight years. I, where and those look, were. At, look at the road scores. Look at, look at the scores in... Well, but even, like, I mean, the 21 game, Auburn pulls away at the end, but that 21 game was pretty competitive it between was. Auburn and, uh, and, and Arkansas. Auburn wins 38-23. 30, but, I mean, 38 is the least Auburn has
0: scored there in the last, what, five trips? Right. I mean, even the That's loss... crazy. Well, even even, yeah, even the loss
2: is 54. The loss was 46. Yeah, even the loss is 54-46. No, but but the way the, way the series turned, I think especially when it started to go bad for Bielema, like what Auburn's done lately against Arkansas. We had Don done on the show Friday. Those games against the, the Tommy Tuberville-Houston-Nut games.
0: That's back when, yeah, it was uh, Arkansas would, you know, uh, Fred Talley and the nightmares of, of Arkansas. Sure.
2: And, and Petrino had had a couple of solid performances yep. before the end of his uh, tenure there. But the last decade or so, Ooh. I mean, it's... It's been miserable if for you're Arkansas. A, no, if you're a fan up there, I mean, it really is. I mean, you, you, you look... You look forward to basketball season earlier and earlier mm-hmm. because, yeah, well, what you've gotten on the football field. I know, well, I know you hate this term, but what you've gotten on the football field often is unacceptable. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's- well,
0: to the to the folks that make the decisions, absolutely. And oh, and there were a lot of fans that about six and a half minutes into that ball game Saturday were ready to they think f- basketball because they- I mean Auburn's up twenty one nothing. You know, before we hit the halfway point of the first quarter, they
2: voted with their feet. How about yes, that? They, they, they got up, they got <laughs> yep. up, and they left. All right, because that was the stream of folks. Uh, you know, maybe they wanted to catch the Polar Express when they uh, when they. That's right, because that's right, because it came on at four. Yeah. The game, t- game kicked <laughs> at stream- three. It's streaming on Max whenever you want to watch it. But it's uh, yeah, it was cer- certainly a couple folks couldn't wait for, uh, uh, for, for you know to, to get home. It was, you know, we we thought I think Specter called on Friday. And asked what we thought, and I, I, would, I expected a game that would be close in the fourth quarter. I wouldn't have been shocked to see a late lead change. That's the only thing that was
0: close in the fourth quarter was the score in the fourth quarter because it was 48-10 <laughs> to 10 it, going to the fourth quarter.
2: It was, so it, the fourth quarter was a tie. It was shocking yeah. to see Auburn yeah. uh, go You're up right. there and, and take care of business it really like was. that. And, it, and it's a, you know, a lot of it's about Arkansas. But a lot of it's about the way Auburn's gotten better these last oh, couple oh, of I weeks don't, I don't
0: I absolutely agree because Arkansas. I mean, the every, everyone that covers Arkansas felt like they really came into the ball game excited. They yes. were fired up, and then Auburn just they didn't just hit them in the mouth. Auburn just like flattened them. I mean, that was like a a ko. It was in the
2: first. It was twenty one nothing before Arkansas completed a pass. Yeah, I mean, it it was a shocking. Like I mean, it was especially the beginning of it. To see Auburn Arkansas go down... Arkansas didn't get a first down forever. Yeah. I mean, it really was. To, I mean, Auburn, that that was so impressive. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, performances like that will make you a trendy team in the eyes mm-hmm. of uh, the recruits, in the eyes of uh, voters, in the eyes of uh, people who are, you know, are sort of evaluating what's going to happen next year. Like, g- games like that... In the eyes of a bowl. In starts. the eyes of people picking mm-hmm. the bowl games. You're absolutely yep. right. I mean, so, so there's a... Uh, yeah, that, that that was impressive, and uh, and uh, and Auburn looks to be finishing uh, the uh, the regular season with some serious momentum. We'll see what yes. happens Saturday. We'll see what happens in the Iron Bowl. But yeah, let's worry about Saturday first. What this a is performance. A,
0: this yeah. is the team. I guarantee Hugh Freeze is going to uh, remind his players here at Auburn what New Mexico State did to his yes. team at Liberty a year ago. Now there were a lot of uh, things that were distract. There were all kinds of distractions there at Liberty, but. Um, Liberty went in as a, I believe a twenty four point favorite last year against New one Mexico. Of, one State. of the bigger one of the bigger upsets and, of the and, season. And, and got it handed
2: history. to him 49. Was it 49, 14? No, I still and it I, was I mean it was lopsided. I don't want to be dismissed I I love group of five football. I do. I watch a lot of it. I, I still think that when a when a group of five team plays a power five team that has things going, there's usually a difference in athleticism that mm-hmm. comes through. You think about last year, Western Kentucky was scoring a lot of points uh, in group of five play last year. They came to Auburn and it was just a clear, you know, it's it's a middleweight going up to heavyweight and, and trying to, to fight, you know, something they just, they just can't really match. And so I, I would expect if Auburn can play well, I think they should be several tiers better than New Mexico State. But New Mexico State has, you know, they, they've been feisty in group of five play and – uh they they're uh, going
0: bowling they're yeah. an eight and three team the first, now first
2: power five team they've played all year mm, that's which, right you know which indicates a serious step up in, in competition and i would think if and auburn one of their three yeah. losses was to umass that's true auburn's opponent in the opener who uh, who auburn took care of pretty handily
0: all right it's uh that's dan i'm bill you heard brian matthews from auburnsports.com all here in the studio drew is back and at the control still do still don't sound yeah. great Still don't sound like uh, – you feeling okay? Yeah, what's going on here, man? He's, I mean, it sounds like the sinus is – Yeah, like is, all you right. know, he sounds like all that. Right. He, that. That's what it right. sounds like right uh, now. Yeah. All right, uh, but we're all here on this Monday. We'd love for you to join in and uh, welcome you in on the drive hotline presented
2: by Skybar. And that number is 334 334- 321-1390. You can also text the show, 334 on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Southeastern They also sponsor the podcast available however you listen to podcasts. Let's get to the drive hotline and we uh, mentioned we mentioned Spectre,
0: our he's our Hey Specter. Hey, Spectre.
4: Hey. well. Well, well, I was shocked. I was like uh, Dan Peck going up against Mike Tyson in the first round,
2: yeah, or I mean I mean if look if if that game Saturday had been a fight, they would have stopped it, right like that no, thing, they, they would have stopped, w- stopped it they would have stopped it before
0: the second quarter,
2: yeah, like th- this thing they would have yeah. waved they'd have waved it off, Specter, and I was not expecting Auburn to go up there and do that,
4: yeah, it was brutal, but listen, uh, I got a question for you since uh Jimbo got fired, hmm you think it's going to open the door
2: for prime Time to come to SEC? You know, I th- I think he's on the list. I um I, I don't know what AM's going to do. I think that's a that's a really interesting question. You may- maybe you they wanna, have you the wanna, resources wanna... if they wanted to pursue that. Brian, the moment you heard Jimbo Fisher was going to get fired, who did you think was who do you think is going to be the next head coach at A and M?
4: I think, he'll do a Tuber- I think he'll do a tuberville. I think he'll.
2: You're, you're he'll talking go about for you're it. talking about Dion. Yes. Oh yeah. No. I think I think Dion would take the job. If a- I mean, I think A and M is going to be able to offer such an overwhelming amount of money to whoever they want that it's going to be tough for. There are a select few sitting head coaches in college football that I'm certain would turn down A and M. But there's another list. There are an guys- awful lot that
3: that would yeah. be very yeah. very if A
2: and M wants
0: them.
3: Four and six right now.
0: They are. That's what I, th- I think. Maybe they're. People that want to wait and see right, how right. things go right. for Dion right. more than this year. I would be surprised if Dion emerged as the leading right. candidate. Yeah. So, for, Brian, for Texas A&M, who, who do you think? I'll tell you my first thought.
3: Well, the AD there, uh, Bjork, is yeah. that right? Yep. He has a history of, of going after high profile coaches, um, experienced guys, um, trying to take them from other schools. Or, so, I would think a big name like Urban Meyer. Trying to lure him back, or trying to steal um, the the one the big name the big name that, that
0: I've heard a little bit of talking. This isn't the guy that I thought Dabo of. First,
3: Dabo, yeah, yep. I've heard that Dabo.
0: One I mean, Clemson, Clemson's uh, seeming a little disenchanted right. with Dabo. Yep. Uh, Dabo is somebody that would check those boxes that Jimbo did,
3: but better. Yeah, than that's, Jimbo. That's the kind of hire that this AD yep. makes.
2: There's also the question of whether or not if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten. Is your financial situation secure wherever you are at a place like Clemson? Right. Because of the because of the difference point. in revenue. Right. That maybe maybe coaches in the um, I mean we saw Lincoln we, are, saw, we packed, saw we well, saw Lincoln Riley yeah. jump from Oklahoma to USC. We saw Brian Kelly jump from Notre Dame into the SEC. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen coaches make what a couple of years ago would have seemed like impossible moves. And yeah, I think I mean look if if A and wanted. Dabo as badly as they wanted Jimbo Fisher in 2018, they, uh, could, they could overpower. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I the, don't
0: think it would be the hardest thing in the world for Jimbo to, to leave. A Dabo. Right now. A, for, uh, for Dabo to yeah. leave in the situation. Now, I'll tell you the guy that I thought of is, is the guy that everybody I think has at the top of their probability list, and that's Mike Elko. Sure. former Who, had, who yeah. was a defensive coordinator there at AM and he's done an outstanding job at Duke. Yeah, it's crazy. That makes a lot of sense. It's crazy, but the only thing that I've read as a negative is people don't think he looks the way a Texas A and M coach should look. <laughs> Come yeah. on,
2: and I've heard some questions about. I mean, is two years at Duke enough? Even though yeah. he was even though he was ACC coach of the year last year, uh, I mean, it is is two years at Duke enough to prove that you're ready to step in for Texas A and M and be the head coach? Yeah, like that's, that's, I would say yes. Like I, like I, I would think Mike Elko would be. For there are now there are two vacancies. How many, how many years did Steve Spurrier spend at Duke? Good question. That's like uh, I mean like two, those,
0: yeah. those are two guys that are, that did what other coaches haven't been able and, to do and that's compete
2: and dukes lost Duke. some games dukes lost some games this year but they you know injuries caught up to him i think for the most part and and the fact that this is a guy who well, if they his, had a healthy ride leonard they would have won a couple of more ball games v- this year. very recently was a&m's defensive coordinator and and was a big reason why that defense was good mm-hmm. uh, at, at texas a&m so yeah i think um yeah I, I think i think that elko would make seemingly he'd make sense uh it's just a matter of i guess i guess i'm wondering if he's flashy enough for the people that are Right, if they're going to be spending that kind of money paying yeah. off
0: Jimbo, it, is this going to satisfy them? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Spector.
4: Uh, okay, is Brian still there? I am. Okay, this opens the door for Auburn to go after Coleman in Phoenix City, right?
3: Uh, Very much so. And um, Good question. Auburn has been in communication with him. Um, sure. I, don't know how many times he's visited this fall, but, but it's I, been a lot. I think there's it's been, been a, a few. There's been a few stealthy visits that mm-hmm. um, they've kept under the radar in my opinion. I can't see that as a fact. I think Florida State is still a, yeah. a school that you've gotta, gotta I, be. I a, think this look, concerned with I, this too. opens
2: this opens the door for everyone on the recruiting trail that A and M was after. I'll tell you what, this opens the door for everyone who signed. With Texas A&M the last couple of years, You're because right. remember, folks,
0: well, that's why they, that's why their interim coach is who he is because yep. he's one of their, if not their, top recruiter, and they're they're hoping he can at least keep players, um, transfer, there for a uh, while. Transfer
2: portal is open to yeah. any player yep. who has had their head coach uh, let go uh, until the season's over.
3: But this Auburn staff and you, Freeze, have already proven to me that they are. Big game hunters, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are not going to shy away from going after Cam Coleman and do what it takes to get him. So, yes, I think Auburn is going to be a big player for him, and I thought that before Jimbo was fired. Will, sort of
2: will Hugh Freeze be at the Auburn uh, Central game on Friday night? Uh,
3: I don't know. Um, are the rules there? What are the rules uh, about head coaches? Going uh, I'd, I'd game, have I to pull up the, the calendar. I don't yeah. know if, if yeah, they're you know if 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 it's allowed it's to be out it. right now. Right. But um, There are going to be people watching that game. I mean, that's. I think the first time he went out early this fall, it was to Central, wasn't it? I think so. So I don't know how many visits he has left there as far as evaluation type visits. But anyway, uh, the other thing, if we're talking recruiting, is I think Jamonte Waller, the flip they got from um, Florida. Florida this, this weekend right after the game was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all. Yeah, he, did he know
0: or what when he was in, yeah. in the post game press conference? Oh, yeah. Did you see that, Dan? Yeah. He yeah, Spectre. If, recruiting did, question. You know what we're talking about? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was great. In case folks didn't know, he was talking about, we're going to need more. He was talking about the pass rush. Yep. We're going to need more of those. Maybe we'll get some soon, he <laughs> said with a laugh. And yeah. within within minutes, yep. Auburn had the flip from and Jamonte Walter.
3: Let me tell you that this kid's a special player. We've got him number two, overall player in Mississippi. I think other folks have him number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a outside linebacker, a pass rusher. Uh, that is one of the most important positions for Auburn to fill in the 24 and 25 classes. They've just got to reload there. They basically got Jalen McLeod, and that's it as far as really premier pass rushers on this defense right now. Uh, and him, and, ah, um, oh, I forgot his name. Uh, Riddick? The, no, no, no. Uh, Riddick's a middle linebacker, I believe. It's uh, the, the kid from uh, Joe Phillips? Tuskegee. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joseph Phillips. Uh, are two really, really talented pass rushers, and they're going to help Al- Auburn out right away. I think it's true Freshman. I think Auburn will also address this uh, position in uh, the transfer portal also.
4: All right, guys, I'm
0: out of here. Appreciate it, Specter. We need to get to our first break here of the afternoon. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive.
1: Toll-free at 888 or email us at thedrive@espnau.com.
0: Welcome back into the Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill Dan, Brian Matthews, Sports.com. Brian, a busy busy time. There is so much going on. Today was pretty full, right? Yeah. I mean, I stuck around for the two coaches but players today too, right?
3: Yeah, and also um a uh, volleyball coach uh, was there, too. Uh, spoke to him or listened to him. Brent, yeah. Yep, and um, we talked to, I think, six or seven players. Today. Wow. So, yes, very busy. Man, I mean,
0: there's, there's so much going on. Auburn basketball getting ready to head to, to New York um, to play Notre Dame yep. on, on Thursday. And then, So course-
3: Bonnie and who's the other team? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's somebody else pretty good. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on the other team. That's in there, but it's Notre Dame up 1st
2: <coughs> and they got St. Bonaventure and Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. I mean, the State. State, yeah. And St. Bonaventure and Notre Dame both have uh, big followings in the New York metropolitan oh, area. Yeah. I would expect Auburn to face a pro-Notre Dame crowd, although I watched some Notre Dame this weekend, and Western Carolina pushed them around. It was, that was a surprise. It was shocking. It was not a Notre Dame controls and Western Carolina's getting ahead with fluky plays. Western, I mean, if you didn't know... You would have guessed Western Carolina was the ACC team in, in, in that game. So, I mean, it was it was really stunning. And um, and, and that's uh, – yeah, I, th- I think they, they really need to refocus because Auburn represents a serious step up in
3: competition from
2: what Notre Dame just struggled with against Western Carolina this week.
3: Pearl talked a little bit about Notre Dame. And he mentioned that game, and he said that Western Car- Carolina is a very veteran team and uh, that Notre Dame has some a couple of really good freshmen. They're going to be great sophomores, but he said they're still – you know, going through that learning curve, so to speak. So, it'll be interesting. You know, Auburn is still going through a little bit of a learning curve on their own, right? They've got, they've got a freshman in Holloway who's getting a lot of minutes. They've got a bunch of newcomers, guys stepping up from different levels. So, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily assume Auburn's just going to go up there and beat Notre Dame.
0: No, um, but but it's, I, it's hard for me to imagine Notre Dame's anywhere near as deep as yeah. Auburn is. It's been crazy the first couple of games. Nobody's played 30 minutes yep. yet in a game.
3: Yep, man. I think that's going to be really good for Auburn once we get into – Oh, you know it. Uh, you know, February, March, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be some – you know, it's not going to be – Are there going to be some night. bumps in the road. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. But this is, a, this
0: is a fun team to watch.
3: It is. A lot of athleticism. Finally got a team that can shoot the three better. I mean, they haven't necessarily shown that yet in games, but you can see that they can mm-hmm. and will. And um, just a lot I, – I already said it, but a lot of athleticism on this team – uh, they can defend, and they can get, well they can defend in the first half, <laughs> and they can really get up and down the floor really well.
2: No, I, I think this is a. Uh, I mean, it's it's a team that will we'll see what what kind of roles change over uh, over the course of non conference play uh, before Auburn has. I mean that that first week in league play with Arkansas at Arkansas, and then A and M coming to town. I mean that is a. That is a punch in the mouth as far as a way to get going in conference play, and so Auburn's going to use this month and next month to uh, to figure out like what the rotation needs to look like. I, I would think that. Let me, let me ask you guys: how how much longer – do you think, do you think Trey Donaldson's role as the starter is secure through two games, or is Holloway making a pretty serious push to maybe? I mean, he's already playing – he's played more minutes than Trey in both games. He has. Um, I, I wonder if – maybe they like the combinations, and so guys like Trey and I think Chris Moore, to an extent, would also be someone where uh, it's not necessarily – I mean, I mean the, 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 the closing lineup on Friday night, right, was, was Janai, Jalen, Chad, Denver, and Aiden. And I wonder if I wonder if that's a five fivesome that we'll see earlier or even at the beginning of games or if they like what Trey and Chris Moore can bring to sort of balance things out on the first unit, and the second unit.
3: I think that Pearl really likes to stick with his lineup until he's forced to change it. And um, I, I know that Trey may not have played his best two games to start the season, but I don't foresee him making a change this early, maybe after a, f- a couple of weeks, if it, if, if Aiden is still outplaying him, you know, maybe then make the change, but I, th- I think he'll probably stick with it. I think, the,
0: I think the other thing that is a factor that it's tougher to see as a fan sometimes is uh, the, the perimeter defense that's being played. Right now, I mean, Aiden is, is still, you know, at, at times he's quick enough to be able to uh, recover and, and use his hands. We've seen that uh, a couple of times. But I think right now that Bruce is probably a little more comfortable with trade just because of his size there on the perimeter defensively. But there's no question Aiden is showing, you know, offensively what he's doing today. Bruce, what about what, Bruce about, Ch- t- what
2: about Chad versus uh,
0: what about Chad versus Chris Moore? Uh, I think it's a similar type S- thing. Similar thing. Yeah. I think it's a similar thing. I think Chris is, you know, Chris is steady. Uh, Chad, Chad is a guy that. Boy, he really can because of his length. He can make up. He comes up with steals when it looks like a guy's past him. He's able to reach in there and flick the ball away and and do some things. But it seems at times Bruce isn't thrilled by the guy getting past him in the first place. So uh, I don't know. But, I mean, Bruce today was talking about the point guards, and he said the key is, and I think maybe the interesting thing for us to look at, and I haven't really checked this, here's a third kind of thing, is the plus-minus per minute. Maybe because he said, how the other four, do they make the other four guys right. in there better? So it wouldn't just be the plus minus while you're while you're in there. It would be the plus minus, say, Aiden's plus six in 27 minutes and uh, Trey was plus five in 13. Then actually Trey would be, you know, it would come out to a percentage yeah. wise. But, I mean, that's what he said is the key for him is who makes the other four players around them better and that's something that you know i can't just tell you by looking at it i don't know it's early too i mean two yeah, games right? it is just two games and, and, he, and he has a lot more practice um right. you know time to go on than just what we've seen in the two games and,
3: you know trey has not been shooting great so far but we know he can shoot really really well because mm-hmm. he fin- the way he finished the season last year so uh, i'm i'm not ready to you know go one way or the other on that i just now there's I'm time well, and, it, and it's
2: i mean the minutes have been it's been close enough to 17 18 minutes for one guy 22 23 yeah. for it was the 27 other. 13 i think in the first in game in the first right. game and then and then it yeah. got closer to 20 each you know in, right. in, the, in the in the second game and I, I would expect i mean maybe it's not so much about who starts the game at, uh, you know but more who's who's out there in the in when the, in, when the game's on the line yeah in the in the final the stretch. in the final 8 minutes or so mm-hmm. of close games you know who who's out there more i think that I'm tempted to see, because it does feel like uh, Janai, Jalen, and Denver are in the plans in those in those big moments. Yep. I'm tempted to see, because of what offensively it feels like a, a Holloway and Baker Mazzara, you know, yeah. add, adding those two. But then there's the question of what kind of perimeter defense you're going to get. You're right, but, uh, Chad seems to... I wonder how much of it is Willing. Chad is
0: exciting. Yeah. It can be good, exciting. It can be oh my! But it's sort of like sort of like KD. He's a lot. K- I like tell you KD. what, K- and apparently KD. Apparently they're very close. Apparently
3: they're very close off the court, uh, too, which, would, well, which would make sense. It's inter- this is interesting about KD. Were you with, there? when Bruce talked about him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, go ahead if you want. to. No, right. no. Go okay. ahead, Brian. I was going to say he he certainly has stood out the first two games. He really right? has. And I didn't realize this, but with the rule change and, and that takes away the secondary defender from drawing those charges. Um, or at least makes it tougher for a secondary Much spender. tougher. Bruce said this changes the way they recruit and changes the way they play because now they can go after players who like to drive and finish at the rim. And he said this style really fits KD much better. And I did not that didn't really dawn on me until he said it, but absolutely you can see it with KD. He is really, um, I thought, played well the first two games. KD's always WCY. been fearless, and he's right. going to
0: go in there and he's going to put up some shots that you go – Oh yes, I mean, yeah. but he's amazing about being able to get in there and get the ball up off the glass and in. But now defenders have to back away because they're going to be called yep. for a block ninety percent of the time because they're not going to be quick enough to step in before he hits that last exactly. plant foot
2: yep. and goes up. I hope they call it correctly. I hope because I think the rules. I think the rule has the right. Yeah, um, I, I think trying to get trying to get kind of flimsy charges out right. of the game to you know to compensate for guys who maybe don't have the athleticism to stay with uh with with the uh with the ball handler like I think that's I think it's the right move um I hope yeah I hope referees call it right and it does feel like KD would be somebody who would really benefit from that because he is a he is a wrecking ball coming down the lane sometimes right I I can't imagine can't imagine someone trying to stay in front of that no I mean he he, I mean I know other people have
0: called him I've, I've thought about it for a couple of years. He's, he's the Tasmanian Devil. He's a whirling mm. dervish. I mean, he's spinning and he's going up and through traffic and, and able to do it. And this suits him. This rule is definitely good for him. Now, Bruce didn't seem thrilled with it.
3: Right. He I doesn't mean, like it personally.
0: No, no. Bruce isn't, isn't crazy about it because Bruce is such a defensive guy.
3: Yeah.
2: And he really likes being well, able de- to step in there. And his, and his defenders have drawn their fair yes, share they have. Of, of charges in the lane, too, against teams that want to go – uh, you know if if you have somebody who wants to you know to to do all the business themselves uh you know taking taking it right to the basket that's been one way uh that that sm- especially like smaller guards right have been mm-hmm. able to uh, you know Auburn's been able to you, you, you pester them with Boy. a small guard and then a a post gets in front of him and it, and the collision uh you know leads to the offensive foul they're trying to get that out of the game now and uh, un- unless the guy is set you know you have to be set long enough for the for the player to go around you it feels like is is the, it's the yeah. way
0: well, I mean, he's got, to, he's got to have planted that foot to either be able to go up or around you before you do, so you can't be in both places. The only thing that it's the, – the, the, the biggest negative to me in this is it's making games longer, it seems like. It's like we're uh, – I, I guess you'd get whistles before. Maybe you'll get fewer whistles and eventually yeah. players will just get out of the way and let right. people go in and lay it you up. I
3: feel like players will adapt, <laughs> yeah. uh, refs will adapt, and, and, you know, it'll – it won't be quite as noticeable as we move throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just excited about Katie role. I think being the sixth, sixth man, even though there's five, six men, so to speak, kind of on this team, but I still consider KD the he's sixth man. He's one of those. He's instant energy, yeah. and that's sort of the way I was going to ask
0: Bruce about that, but then Jacob asked a question about combinations very first, and I didn't want the next question to be the exact same thing. But I was going to ask him, I mean, because he's got – there are two or three guys. Chad is one of them uh dylan is one kd's one that i mean they're just energy when they get in there it's like you feel like all of a sudden we're speeding it up yep uh and then he's got other guys so i mean it's it's interesting the combinations he's been able to use and he's seeing now because you've got some some guys that are just steady more and then you've got the ones that are like wow we're about to ratchet it up when they get in the game oh yeah All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about. We'll get in more into the coaching moves uh, as, as, yes, it was uh, was nearly Black Sunday yesterday. I mean, three head coaches let go yesterday, two in the SEC, and I don't think we're done, as we said earlier. Love for you to join in. 334-321-1390. It's Bill, Dan, and Brian here on the Monday Drive.
1: Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive, 21 minutes away from 5 o'clock, and let's get back to The Drive hotline. And Dan. Hey, Dan.
5: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, one comment on Aiden not starting. I'm in the camp. I'd like to see him start and maybe Chad. Um, we've gotten off to slow starts offensively, and it, it hadn't been a shit. but I'm afraid if uh, we get off to a slow start and dig a hole against a good team, it might not be enough. I, I just think Aiden and Chad give you a little more offense than we needed at the start of the game. And um, I, I think that's one thing we need to take into consideration. And then it just uh, maybe I missed it, but are you guys going to comment on the recruiting hall football head over the weekend?
2: Talked talked a little bit about the uh, flip of the uh, the young man from Mississippi who yeah. had been committed to Florida. Waller, Waller, mm-hmm. um, uh, we, yeah, mentioned mentioned that a little bit earlier in the show. That that is a big get. Bruce or uh, not Bruce? Hugh uh, m- mentioned uh, something about uh, m- maybe a needing men- needing more <laughs> help there as
0: as uh, as a rusher at the end of his. Press conference For, following the game, in foreshadowing as they yep. called
2: it when I was an English major. You know, he was uh, he was doing doing a little bit of that before uh, Auburn pulled off. Uh, yeah, landed a, uh, a a big fish, right, Brian?
3: Yeah, and they also got a, a 2025 tight end, in Ryan Gea, very talented kid. Uh, Auburn's 2025 class. I mean, 24 class is going to be good, very good. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, the 25 class could certainly be even better. It's it's off to a terrific start. It's number six in the country. Uh, last time I checked, a, a day ago, and, and that was a great start to that. And then they got the um, the JUCO uh, safety Laquan Robinson. Yep, who I think probably steps in, and if he's not starting, he's a big part of the rotation. Oh, yeah. there. yeah, just because Auburn's going to lose mm-hmm. almost the entire secondary. I mean, that that's going to be the biggest question mark going into spring and going into uh, to camp next fall. And then we talked also. Um, you know, I had a caller wondering about. Auburn pursuing Cam Coleman or having
0: a better shot at Cam Coleman yeah. now that uh, Jimbo's been fired at A&M.
3: Yeah, and I, I, I thought even with Jimbo there that Auburn was going to continue to hotly pursue Cam Coleman and had a decent chance to flip him. And now I feel even stronger about that. I know other schools will certainly be involved. He is a great player. Auburn needs great receivers on this offense to run, run it the way mm-hmm. um, you, Freeze, and company want to run it. So he's going to be a big, big target for Auburn. If they could add him to this class, it would be a spectacular wide receiver class and just what Auburn needed um, uh, to help this team out right away. And, and I would say several of those freshmen, including Cam Coleman if he was to flip to Auburn, would play right away as true freshmen for Auburn next year.
2: It's complicated as far as what recruits are looking at, but I would imagine that Auburn getting its best stretch of quarterback play since Bo Nix was around Helps Auburn uh, as far as trying to land, Un- undoubtedly trying to land receivers. Like I mean, receivers don't want to go to a situation where there's real uncertainty as to who's going to get them the ball or if anyone on the roster can get them the ball. And I think Peyton Thorne, the last couple of weeks, has uh, has has made a compelling argument that if Auburn made, uh, you know, if they, if, if they uh, if, if they landed some of these targets at receiver, uh, there could be some special things on the horizon offensively
3: yeah I think so, and I, I still believe that Auburn will pursue another quarterback in the transfer portal. They got Walker White coming in the true freshman from little Rock uh, i am pretty sure he'll be here in January if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah I think that's that's all plays a part of it too uh but I think what's going to play a bigger part for a lot of these receivers is just you freeze's reputation of having great receivers and uh, develop them, developing them, sending to the NFL, putting up big numbers in a passing offense—all those things, Freeze has done consistently um, during his career. And you know, it's been a struggle this year at Auburn because of personnel, but that's about to change. Anything else, Dan?
5: Oh, icing on the cake! Uh, impressive win by the women yesterday at records twenty point one. Yeah, well, yeah no I really,
3: uh, yeah, was really
5: good. impressed with that
3: was not 27 I mean, would be me but I wasn't necessarily expecting that but they went up there and played really really good. There was a 27 to 2 run I think yeah. at some yeah. point in
2: That it was 19 it was 19 to 4 Rutgers and yeah, yeah. 27 to 2 35 to 4 or something it was it was 17 to 4 Rutgers to start the game and then Auburn went on a yes, I think it was 34 29 at one point maybe Auburn added to that you know as mm-hmm. as it continued but I mean the way Auburn survived a, a slow start and really took it to Rutgers is a uh, yeah, and a nice win earlier uh, when, they, when they came back and beat Louisiana as well. They were trailing uh, throughout that game uh, against Louisiana at home and then came back and won. So, yeah, nice start to the season for, uh, for Coach Jay. Appreciate the call, Dan.
0: 334-321-1390. Uncle Ollie
2: is up next. Whose
0: uncle are we talking about here, Bill? I don't know. Maybe Drew because after. Drew answered the phone. Good, good
6: afternoon, gentlemen. How are y'all?
0: Doing fine.
6: Right. Hey, let, I'm going to uh, go back to what you were talking about, about A&M and the coaching search. <laughs> First of all, do you think that Dabo Sweeney is a man of principle?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah.
6: So how in the world would he fit at Texas A&M when he has proclaimed that NIL – is the devil and the transfer portal is the devil. Well, how on earth would he survive there considering he has made, he has proclaimed that both of those things are anti college football.
2: You don't have to like them in order to take advantage right. of them. Right? Oh, I mean, well, not, I, it's I, not, it's I, not again, his, that's why, I, mean, that's why I, I asked the
6: question about principle. Well,
0: I would say one – well, two words, and it's one name. I think Gene Stallings, the fact that the, the relationship that Dabo has with Gene Stallings, I think that Gene would be sort of the buffer there to uh, uh, to maybe come out and talk a little bit about the the, the modern – you know, the way things are going in, in modern football. I I think Dabo would find a way I mean, I think if you to be able to to handle those guys that – the Texas A&M 12th man organization wants to pay the money too to bring him in. If you hate
2: those things that much, I guess the principal thing to do would be Get to, out. Yeah, to find another line of work. And since I don't think Dabo Swinney is going to do that, I think he's going to do everything he can to compete. And if A&M gives
3: That's him a, a be- great question though, if, if A&M gives him a better chance to compete than Clemson does. No.
6: So why is he do, why is he not doing that at Clemson?
3: Well, I think he's started to soften his stance on that now, and I, I think. <laughs> of course yes. he is. four losses yeah, will yeah. do that. I'm exactly. sure, <laughs> I'm, based on what's
2: happening this Exactly. I don't right. know. I don't know the exact. The guy, here's, here's I don't know the exact the, amount that Clemson players are getting in NIL, <laughs> but I'm sure it's not zero.
6: Here, here's the here's the guy that scares me to death. That that I hope they they hire. Because I'm scared to death that Alabama's going to in about two or three years. Dan Lanning? Dan Lanning. That is the guy that makes me nervous. That guy can recruit and he can coach. And I I hope A&M throws enough oil money that trumps Nike money because he scares me if he ends up, on the west side of the
0: state. Well, that's the kind of guy that Ross Bjork would hire. I mean, Mm -hmm. that would be a big splash hire. The only thing about Dan Lanning is he's still got a little of that uh, Lane Kiffin, what are you calling, what decisions are you making at times that he does, but no, he checks all the other boxes. It's
2: although I think it's going to be tougher to poach a Big Ten or SEC coach because those schools have. Well, you don't want to get into a bidding war with Texas A&M. I understand if they if they feel like that's the guy, they can offer a over Got a little money too. But, exactly. But I, I think that, that the coaches the coaches in the Big Ten and in the SEC I think are increasingly like, okay, you got to be careful about making a move there because you're. I just wonder if
0: Lanning would be more comfortable back in the SEC. or no, I, I or think a, in, a know, big. The,
2: a big SEC program making a move for landing would make yeah. sense, and you mm-hmm. it would, un, you know, you'd sort of understand. And you know what? That Washington coach is winning a ton too, and that guy is from—he's like a—he's like a farm kid from one of the Dakotas, and he was winning at Fresno State before he's at Washington. I think people might think he has—they might have this idea that he's a West Coast guy. Uh, he's not just a West Coast guy, and may, maybe it's not big enough for A and M. Uh, but if if Washington's flirting with the playoff, I mean, this guy has won a ton in the last couple of games and I, and I could see maybe uh, A&M kicking the tires on him too. Appreciate the call, Uncle Lolly. We've got to get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in
0: as we continue here with the Monday Drive.
7: Hey, sports fans, Jeff
0: Myers here. First Baptist Church Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews from and back to the drive hotline. And John is up next. Hey, John.
8: Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I've got a question for y'all in general. Uh, I, was, uh, I had a couple of scenarios in my mind, what might happen Saturday, and what happened was not one of them. I, was, uh, <laughs> I about fell off the couch in the first uh, 15 minutes of the game. I was, uh, haven't been uh, that entertained and excited watching Auburn play football in a long time.
3: That yeah, was a lot of fun, and it was unexpected for, I think, a lot of people, including me. Yeah, and, and Brian, I am glad that I – even though I, I
0: missed on the other one, yeah. I, I emailed Brian and I said, I'm, I I think Auburn's going to win. But I only <laughs> – because I had originally picked Arkansas to win by four, yeah. I picked Auburn to win by three. So, yeah, I wasn't too yeah. close either, John.
8: Yeah, they looked like they drank a couple of Red Bulls and had a couple of shots of tequila before <laughs> the game started. They were uh, they came out with a hair on fire. uh
3: the best start since I don't I don't I don't, I don't know yeah it's, it's been, it but, has uh, been a 21 while nothing in what six seven minutes six and like a half that. minutes yeah. yeah so my
8: concern is uh New Mexico State uh, How how worried should we be about them coming in with an eight and three record I don't have the stats in front of me but they've been a pretty sporty little team this year well it?
0: they they have against the competition that they have played and I think that is the key I mean Auburn had better not you know right. be thinking Alabama and looking past them but um I don't believe – again, one of their three losses came to UMass. I believe their wins have come against teams that have combined winning percentage of under 33%. And it's been against – they have not played a Power 5 school. So they're very good in their – you know, at their level. But Auburn should be able to have their way with them. And I guarantee you Hugh Freeze, after what New Mexico State did to his Liberty team a year ago, is going to try to get his players' attention. Yes, uh,
8: another point, uh, as far as NIL, is it going to get to the point with NIL that uh, we're going to do like the NFL and put a salary cap? Say, uh, look, y'all can have a, spend a million dollars on your class, but you can't go over it because uh, like uh, Texas A&M, Texas and these schools that have unlimited resources, that's just a blank check. And that's a completely uh, you know, it's a competitive disadvantage for smaller schools, and that was not the intent of uh, collegiate athletics.
3: I mean, it might, but they'd have to reach collective bargaining yeah, to do that, right. right? I mean, there there are an awful
0: lot of people that would love that, but uh, yeah, we're we're not anywhere near that yet.
8: So it's just a wild, wild west. It and is it's gonna continue. It is. Yep.
3: So, I and I don't think that's going to change. I don't think there's going to be any sort of, um, you know, national laws passed or anything they, like that. There would that. have to be something like that. To
8: is there any transparency to see what these players are making at all?
3: Not at this time. No, that's just a. They have a,
2: the they have the obligation to the you know they have tax obligations, but the sure. public, yeah, the, the, there's there's no there's there's no uh they, they have the the right to privacy in in the sense that I guess like the the public doesn't doesn't they, they don't need to uh, to report it or uh there's no national database for it or anything like that.
8: Hmm. All right, well, I like said I appreciate y'all's time, and hopefully, uh, we can get to the Iron Bowl with another victory under our belt.
0: Thank you. Pre- appreciate the call, John. I know we're coming up on our top of the hour break. So who did we have? Yeah. Jones, if you would, hang on. You'll be up first when we come back for hour number two of the Monday Drive. All right.
1: This is The Drive. <laughs> the Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on- ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome in to our number two of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com, Drew back with us at the controls. We'd love for you to join in here in hour number two of the drive, which is brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And uh, let's let's go ahead and get to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar because Jones has been hanging on since before the end of hour number one. Hey, Jones. Good
9: afternoon, Wild Bill and the Danimal. How are you guys doing?
2: How you, how, you doing, how you doing, Doc? How you doing, Dr. Jones?
9: That be me. Look here, I want to address now a couple of things. These people that are whining and worrying about Dan Lanning are—is Auburn not dealing with the greatest college football coach of all time in the town of Tuscaloosa as we speak?
0: That is indeed correct.
9: So why worry about anything? You know, the bottom line is we got Grandpa Hugh, and I'll guarantee you he can go toe to toe with any whale. They stick in Tuscaloosa. Do you
2: not agree? It's it's been very impressive what he's been able to do over the uh, over the last year since getting the job. And, and Saturday, uh, we didn't talk about this too much in the first half of uh, of the show. But you think about for the players that were on Auburn's team last year that stuck around, mm-hmm. like they got their tails kicked by Arkansas last year in, oh, yeah. in Brian Harson's last game oh, yeah. as Auburn head coach. And Two I have to, yeah. I have to imagine that one year later. Uh, For those guys that were on the field, it it had to feel very good to go up to Arkansas and give them a taste of that.
9: Darn right. We had a game plan, and it doesn't matter your game plan as much as whatever it took to motivate those guys to just have fun and enjoy the game, which I haven't seen in Auburn in four or five years, maybe more. Bottom line is we got the right guy. He is now pushing all the right buttons. He's going to be a granddaddy today or tomorrow, which is going to get him even more motivated to stay in Auburn.
0: Yeah, it was today, right? He was was leaving to go to the hospital right after the uh, press conference today.
3: Big girl. Wow, isn't
9: that awesome? Well, I just want Uncle Ollie and all the others to quit worrying about things that have not happened. We're dealing with the best. And you know what? He's worried sick about what's going to occur a week from Saturday. Mark it down. All right, guys, enjoy the show.
0: Good hearing from you, Jones. Thank you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the drive hotline presented by Skybar.
2: We oh, by the way, we found out. Uh, I don't know if you were throwing it to me for the text number. But yeah, we, I was. Okay, well, I'll mention that too. But speaking of the Iron Bowl, we do know. Uh, oh the- yeah, we
0: know the time. Right. It is where it where it should be. It's back at the two yep. thirty kick. It's ninth straight year, I believe. It's been a 2 right? kickoff one, on CBS. Right. Yeah. If you look outside right
3: now, it'd be the third quarter, I think. It'd be nice. Yeah, and yeah. that's right. It's going to be dark. Oh,
0: one yeah. last time. It'll be dark time. for the, the second half.
2: The, the, final, the final SEC on CBS regular season that broadcast. That is right. That's SEC fitting. team. SEC fitting. SEC yeah, about that. SEC championship game one week later. That will be the last time the SEC, uh, that, that will end the era of SEC football
3: on CBS that we've had uh, for the last couple the, of decades. The announcers can root for Alabama one last time.
2: Uh,
0: whatever they want, whatever, <laughs> whatever. We, we, will, we will, All three of us will be there. That's right. Well, I'm but, uh, to do them. Yeah. And but, yeah, I mean, and, of course, this week's another 3 o'clock. Auburn ought to be ready for that mid-afternoon no, game. No. This will right. be three straight 3 o'clock games with the New Mexico State game, then
3: 2.30 for the Iron Bowl. How good is that atmosphere going to be in, you know, another – Twelve days or whatever in Jordan Hare Stadium. I know it's going to be good. It's going to be crazy. It's going going to to be crazy.
0: Auburn just needs to take care of business and be healthy going in, and then we'll see what happens. That's right. Alabama is Alabama's really gotten better. I mean, Auburn has too. uh, But but I mean, for the Auburn fans that go, man, there's no question Auburn's going to win this game (sharp) because look how much better we've
3: gotten. Alabama's gotten better too. They figured it out because yeah, they have. uh, Milrow is a. Big-time dual-threat quarterback, and they they were treating him like a a drop-back guy. And once Mm -hmm. they changed, uh, it made a big difference for them. The
2: door door is still open for there to be four undefeated conference champions in the college football playoff. You still have – Yeah, Georgia's looking pretty good, too. You got Georgia, you got Florida State, you got Washington, who's still undefeated. Yep, uh, And you have – although Oregon has the Heisman favorite – at yes, the moment. they do. But, at the but, moment. But Washington is uh, still undefeated. And then you've got the uh, Michigan versus Ohio State winner who could, who mm-hmm. could finish the regular season undefeated and, and have winning their com- – Now, if anything else happens, the committee's got a mess on their hands because you could have one lost teams in a beauty pageant. And I would say one of the dangers I, – I, I don't think we're going to have four unbeaten teams. I don't think we're going to have four unbeaten teams either. And I would say one team you've got to watch out for, Bill is if Alabama were to keep winning. A one-loss Alabama yeah, you're right. team. you're that, right. A one-loss Alabama team that ends the Georgia winning streak in Atlanta is it's a... going to be tough to keep out. Is it going to be a tough team to keep out? Yep. And, and what about a 12-1 and Georgia team that's only losses in the SEC championship game to Alabama? Yes. Like, the, the committee's got a real... I mean, you could have... Yeah, them. that's something Georgia's
0: got to think about. I mean, it's like, huh, they they might be able to lose and still get in. That would help the SEC get two teams in, so Auburn needs to screw that
2: Or up. Or Georgia or Georgia could go 12-1, and and there could be... Three undefeated conference champions and a twelve and one Alabama team that just beat them on the board uh, as well. So you could have, a, yeah, you could have, you could have a mess if if the undefeated teams don't hold serve. Yeah, oh, you're right. All right, 334-321-1390, three, 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 one, that's the DRIVE hotline. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840. Three, three, that's the DRIVE text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts.
0: And who on Friday, when they thought we were talking about college coaches, wouldn't figure that we'd start started off with Michigan without their head coach, Jim Harbaugh? That's sort of back, especially in this part of the country, that's taken the uh, – um back seat to the two moves that have already been made in the SEC and it's hard to imagine there's not going to be a third uh with Texas A&M and Mississippi State firing their coaches after A&M destroyed the Bulldogs 51 to 10 and Arkansas I mean Brian there was there was buzz Saturday night that you know we might hear yeah. as early as yesterday that Arkansas was making a coaching change, and uh,
3: I saw a report, and I don't know the veracity of it, but just recently that um, there was talk anyway. that, that he was going to, uh, they were going to keep him for at least another mm-hmm. year. It would so be so we'll a, see. I think a, mm-hmm.
2: it would be a stunning show of loyalty by Hunter. You're the know, AD. Yeah. May- maybe, keep, maybe Hunter's Samford thinking. Uh, I don't want right, to get in a bidding war up, with A and M. Maybe that you know what? If they beat Missouri at the end of the year and show that there's still some signs of life somewhere, maybe, maybe you can do it. I would lean towards I, I don't think Sam Pittman's gonna, gonna be able to keep his job well, after the season the way the way they're the way they're finishing the year. And yeah. as for you know, and we've heard some unhappiness about the decision at Mississippi State from people. I you know look, it's unfortunate. Um, but Zach Garnett inherited that job under right. really difficult circumstances. I don't think Mississippi State had the appetite to do a full-blown coaching search after Mike Leach passed away. Uh, they decided to go with stability and promoted a coordinator from within. Um, in, you know, I, I think he's felt a little over, in over his head. Uh, all season long. He's, he's
0: looked it. And, I mean, he, maybe, maybe he's a really good head coach some point down the road. He's
2: still very young. I can't fault a program for being proactive and thinking, you know what, we have the wrong guy and we need to make a change. And I think that's what happened at Mississippi
0: if you know State. That you, if you know you need to make a change, there's no reason to wait because uh, other teams are making changes and they're going to be going out and looking at prospective candidates as well. How do you think Will Rogers feels about this now? You know, we talked about yeah. it back in the in the yeah. preseason when there was talk about the offense changing, and then we talked about it a few games in. Will, Will Rogers, one of the all-time record holders yeah. in SEC football history, has seen the offense change completely, not to – his advantage, yep. and now the the head coach that he stuck around to play for
3: has been well, two, has been let go. Two seasons, I mean, two quarterbacks, and he this, had options. He did oh, absolutely, okay. including here potentially. Well, yeah, Will, got, no, Will Rogers, and, the Will Rogers and KJ
2: Jefferson are two of the best quarter, you know most decorated quarterbacks in the history of their respective schools, and they're both going to finish yeah. their, their careers with really disappointing seasons. And no, but I, I can't. I mean, I, I think State's got. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what they do. Uh, I I haven't really I mean, heard any names for how about this. How about this is a name for Stone? Well, you've mentioned Dan. Well, Dan Mullen, well, Dan
0: Mullen back, is. Yeah. If they but to, I, I think Dan Mullen is happy making the money that he's making without taking any criticism for anything. I don't right, as far want as on
2: the field. I don't want him to leave. Um, I think that you obviously call John Sumrall if you're at Mississippi State and kick I the tires. I kick the yeah. tires on what John Sumrall's done at Troy these last two seasons. It's very impressive. They are one of the best. Mid-major teams in college football, and that's despite inheriting a really difficult situation with the way Chip Lindsey left the program. I think it's a very, very. I think it would be a very smart move if they can get John Sumrall to 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 engage his interest at Mississippi State. You know, as a matter of fact, if Arkansas makes a change. I think that's another guy Arkansas should think about calling, too. I think John Sumrall's done a great I job. Think sh- I think he be, should be on just about everybody's list. And if I'm Kentucky, I'm a little worried about how trendy John Sumrall's becoming. Uh, because
0: he's a Kentucky alum.
2: Because he's a Kentucky alum, and he's beloved by some of the really important people there in the football program. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think John Sumrall's a name we should hear a little bit more about in the incoming weeks uh, as, as a target from SEC programs. Back to the uh, drive hotline, and Jerry is up next. Hey,
0: Jerry. Hey, guys. Uh I wanted to bring up another scenario
5: too. Uh I believe Oregon will beat Washington in the championship game in the Pac twelve. And uh
2: oh, I sure wouldn't be surprised. I don't think many people would be surprised. Yeah, at I that. think I think Washington feels like of of the current I mean, you look well, one of the big ten teams has to lose between Michigan and Ohio State right. when they play yep. each other. But right. I don't think of the other three, Georgia, Florida State and Washington, Washington has the toughest road to uh, finishing the year undefeated, although that that's also with Georgia maybe having to go through Alabama.
5: Yeah, and uh, I guess the the committee is probably obligated to take the conference
0: champion. They're not obligated. I mean, they, they have the choice. It's supposed but... to play a big part, but no, they haven't said that they, they would get the uh, precedence. Well, there's... if
3: Alabama was to win and Alabama and Georgia have one loss, I mean, there's a chance both could go and somebody gets bumped, right? Yeah, but there's not yeah, a hard and
0: fast There's also a chance yeah. that, a Georgia team that's been there all year long yeah. gets bumped with a loss. The committee is yeah. not,
2: the, but the committee is not obligated to take the conference champion.
5: Well, and another thing, I believe Bob Nix is going to win the
2: Heisman. He's playing like I mean, he's playing like the guy right now. the The, the casinos would tell you he is the favorite to uh, to win it right now. It's it's tough. It it's, is if you're not playing conference championship game weekend. It is very difficult to win the Heisman Trophy. Although,
0: yes, I, I I understand that, but find anyone who is who is would be more feared than Jaden Daniels. Sure, I mean that's that's the I mean, yeah. he yeah. is the he is the most electric player in yeah. college football this year, and mm-hmm. and it's a it's sort of a shame that the Heisman has now become the best player on a team that is contending for a national championship. That
2: the extra game really helps statistically too to be able to play on conference championship yeah. game, game weekend. Uh, how many right, guys no. are
0: going to go out and give
2: you 600 no, you're right. yards Jay, Total Jay, offense. Jane Daniels Goodness. is Good. Bissin. Bissin It is. I mean,
4: all right. Enjoyed and Appreciate the call Jerry. And we've
2: had, and we've had some quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson wasn't on a team in contention That's for the true. national championship. That's true. I think he was the last, he right? It's probably the last one mm-hmm. uh, in in that mix. I don't I don't remember I don't remember exactly how good RG 3s team was the year they they weren't in championship. Uh, yeah, the year contention. the year he won. So I mean, we have had in the last couple of years, even even last year with Caleb Williams, like they, that wasn't a team in the. They were still. They were in. The, they were in the talk coming down the stretch. They were in the hunt. They missed. They missed out yeah. on the conference championship game, but they were they were in the hunt uh, mm-hmm. un, until pretty late in the year. Uh, but no, I think I think, uh, I think it, like a Jaden Daniels vote is totally Golly. is totally legitimate. When he
0: runs, it's just it's amazing. I, I don't know. You don't see many, many backs or receivers that can run like that and make people miss and just run by them the way he does. And then right. the ball just—I mean, it's—it's it's like uh, a, the the best catcher ever with the release that he has. The ball's at his helmet, and it's just like launched. It seems downfield. Uh, he's way on down. What is he about fifth in the odds or something now?
2: Let me see what the uh, the lay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'll use DraftKings on the. Let me see what I've got on the DraftKings board. Give me, give me a give me a second. To
0: play. But I mean, he's thrown he's only thrown four picks all year long, Amazing. and uh, I mean he's he's going to be a thousand yard rusher and a like four thousand yard passer. Uh, all right, all right. I may be way underestimating the passing yards. Maybe closer to five.
2: I don't know. He's 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 leading the nation in total offense. I don't know no So no one has ever had. I guess I guess it was he became the third bowl sub uh, Jane Daniels. Yeah, he became Began the, the third, first. Yeah, but it was, it was the third third bowl subdivision quarterback 200, 200. ever to go 300 200 in a game. I, there that he was the first I guess the third one ever to do to have a 300 passing 200 rushing yard. No one had ever done 300 300.
0: No before. No, he was he was the he was the third ever to go 200 200. Because he went three hundred, two hundred.
2: Right, but I think the other two guys who went who went he's 200, the 200. first
0: player in FBS
2: history to do three hundred, two hundred. To I know to go three fifty, two hundred. I think that's that's correct. Yeah, three fifty, two hundred. But I'm I'm thinking the other two were uh, Sopo was one of them, the former Washington quarterback, and it was um, it was it was it was not somebody that you would have necessarily. Yeah, had well, he's disease. done it in the SEC. Yeah, it was different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. It was against Florida, though, and we talked about Florida's defense the other day. God, they're they're terrible. How how secure is that seat? That Arkansas team.
2: That's a good question. I'm, I'm,
0: you know, Billy Napier's defense is atrocious. Yeah. How bad is that loss? How terrible! How
2: bad does the home loss to Arkansas look now? Too like you got you yeah, just got yeah. you just got beat by a team that went home and got run well, off the field. They by gave Auburn. up seven
0: hundred yards to LSU. I mean, Florida the last. We talked about it. Now the last four games, Florida is giving up better than forty points would,
2: a game over I, the last four games. I'd be real okay. I'd be real anxious about whether or not I have the right guy if I'm Florida well, right now. You right? know like whoever I mean.
0: that defensive coordinator is, he's he's looking for some opening. He's looking for a job somewhere. All right, we need to get to our first break of hour number two. Right back with more of your calls here on the Monday Drive Welcome back into the drive. Twenty minutes after five o'clock here on this Monday evening. I'm getting used to it now. Don't like it, but getting used to it. And let's uh, get back to the drive hotline. And John is up first. Hey, John.
7: Hey, Bill, I'll try to be concise. Did I hear you correctly say that Florida gave up 700 yards of offense to LSU Saturday night? Yeah, and they yeah. gave up
2: 606 of them to Jaden Daniels <laughs> passing and rushing, which is a that's – a, that's a conference record. That's the most a quarterback has ever that's had. That's something to be proud of, Florida. It, yeah, but that's the most a quarterback's ever had in an SEC game ever. That – yeah,
7: it doesn't sound like Billy Napier's long to the tooth at Florida. And I really had an off-the-wall question, cause, and I don't know if you guys could answer this or not. But since we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of KICK6, there was an interesting article on com today. Very interesting. And, yeah, and I had a question on that. Back in my days at school at Auburn, I actually worked in media relations and worked in the press box. And always it was always kind of frowned upon to cheer. In fact, I think Kent Partridge back in the day with Almost throw people out if people were cheering in the press box. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering after kick six, was there any level of neutrality left among the?
0: I was on the field, in the press well, box. I was, I was in the box, and mm-hmm. and I'll tell you this: it was more incredul It was yeah. more the just everybody not believing what they were seeing, and on their feet. It yeah. wasn't necessarily cheering. What I stood and said to the guy next to me is. He's gonna score and this game's over. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily cheering. Probably, it was like unbelievable, but it was unbelievable. Just everybody was incredulous at what we yeah. were seeing as as Chris Davis is coming down the sideline. So I can see where a youngster who was in the press box was like, you know, it was pandemic. Well, it it seemed like that. Everybody was like yelling, trying to yell above the crowd to other people that they were either online on the phone
3: or yeah in the press box with. I can tell you what I would have said if I was in the press box, but I can't repeat it on the air. (laughs) Thank thank you for not. Yeah, we we, we like this. Oh, my God. Look, it's like,
0: I
2: mean, because the Mm -hmm. thing is, he's going to score, and then you go, and the game's over. Yep. I don't think I've ever um, – well, appreciate the phone call, John. You got anything else? Thank you all. Thank you, guys. Great great stuff, as always. I don't think I've told this story on the air before, Bill. Um, I – the morning of the kick six – I was uh, with a group in Los Angeles. We were playing the NCAA video game. And I beat someone running a field goal back from like the the, mor- I, the, I, the morning of the kick six. Yeah, I, I the morning I of the I need proof of that. I need proof of that. It was not, <laughs> I proof it was of not that. Auburn It was not Auburn versus Alabama. We did not do it like that. But Well, we, you know what? We you both, better
0: play that game again. You're
2: we both playing that morning <laughs> and and someone attempted a long field goal to win the game. And I put the punt return defense back and and, re, and ran it back to win. And that like the the, the I mean, within and Gus it, was watching on Twitter. That's right, Gus that. saw that. No, and, and it was it was a, I mean people, I mean that to, to or, the, or Chris was. They put me in. Right, right. The people who saw that and then saw Auburn win the Iron Bowl hours later with a you return talking about kick, incredulous. They, they, yeah. they could not believe. <laughs> yeah, Because no, no for a lot kidding. of people in L.A., I was the only Auburn person they knew so like i you know they, i was i was the one you would reach out when weird and between cam newton and the kick six you had some things to reach out to me about in, in los wow. angeles and uh, and yeah that that's that's a thing that i i mean i swear you got to take my word for it but i, I, sw- I swear that happened wow that
0: yeah. that that is an amazing that is an amazing story and if you don't know what what john's talking about i would encourage you to read this really cool article today and i think they're doing a whole segment uh, it's going to be a series of articles on the 10th year anniversary of the kick six. But today it was, they interviewed the officials that were on the field and got their perspective as the play was unfolding and how it was going. It's, it's, it's really a good, I I like that. I'd never thought of, you know, getting that slant on, on that story. So, uh, you know, we don't, we don't hype them an awful lot. Uh, But that's, that's a really cool, really cool story today. All right, let's uh, get back to the phones and Yellowhammer is up next. Hey, Yellowhammer.
10: Hey, afternoon. So, um called in last week before the Auburn-Arkansas game and expressed confusion and indecision because, you know, I I just didn't have enough faith in Auburn. I didn't have all that lack of faith in Arkansas. That, I mean, their quarterback was maybe going to be in the pros, and, and they were hanging all those points on Florida, but then everybody hangs all those points on Florida. They, that they but, do. <laughs> in fact, uh, a side a sidebar here are they maybe the worst defense in the SEC or not just this year but maybe in years?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know that statistically they they are, but the last few games they, it's just gotten worse and worse for uh, for Florida over the last few games. I have not seen the the updated SEC statistics, but I guarantee you they're 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 near the bottom if they're not in at it.
3: Total defense, they are. They are just tenth. Vanderbilt's worse. LSU is thirteenth.
10: Yeah, they they would be. But as far as the points on, you. how about that? Just points Score, against.
3: A uh, scoring defense of Florida is tenth. Also Vanderbilt's last. Oh, LSU okay. Thirteenth.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's bad. But the last few, they've been they've been the worst team in the league over the You're, last. I mean, month, you remember Tennessee?
2: Tennessee couldn't get anything going. That's in Florida right. In that game, they of they, still they throttled season. Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, there That's was a crazy. Belief, there was a belief that Tennessee. Well, Missouri could, throttled <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> Oh yes, they did. That's the other one. That's the other one change, I changed,
0: Brian. I was way yeah, wrong on that one. And
2: Missouri may go ten and two. And, and I think Eli Drinkwitz has made a pretty compelling case to be SEC Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. If Absolutely. Kirby goes, well, anybody, deep, It's going to
0: be tough to take it from him. But.
10: I was just wondering. Uh, there's just nobody who's going to be able to beat Georgia, is there?
2: Uh, I Alabama, think Alabama's a pretty good matchup for Alabama and Atlanta is, gonna, is not going to be easy. And, and I think if Oregon keeps rolling, that's going to be a team that's going to be tough to match up with, too. Uh, but, no, I think Georgia will be the favorite in every game they play uh, between here and the end of the season. Didn't they win last week without Brock?
0: Uh-huh. No, they got him back, and he played very oh, well. They got- he played very well. Brock Bowers oh, okay. looked... looked
2: Full speed. I mean, George, Georgia looked to be at their best in taking care of Ole Miss yeah. on, on Saturday. They're they're a team that has gotten better as the season goes on, and Ole Miss continues to have. It's like they
0: disappear in the second half in big games. It's 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 been crazy because I mean that game was 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 really tight, and then Georgia just blew them out in the second half. Same thing. Well, one last here. thing. Yep. One last one last thing uh, after
10: the Arkansas game. Uh, I solidified some of my indecision. Uh, you know, I was thinking, well, Auburn has a good defense. But after that game, I thought, no, Auburn has a really good defense. They do. Is
3: that- they, they really do. They just get the most out of those guys. I think Ron they'll, Roberts they'll do has done a job. fabulous yeah. job top, this year.
2: Top red zone defense in the conference. Uh, the secondary can match up with good receivers, and that allows the mm-hmm. defense create I mean, turnovers. You, you don't have, aside from McLeod, who's who's had a couple of really solid games of late, uh, the pass rush has been hit or miss, but I think Auburn's been able to try to generate pressure on the quarterback and being able to lean on your secondary the way Auburn can, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can you can put them in, in tough situations because you need to uh, need to get to the quarterback.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Yellowhammer. Hammer. Uh, All right. We're we're getting near the bottom of the hour. Uh, Brian, we'll hold if Shane can hang on. Uh, Brian, I mean, want you to let everybody know all the things that, that are going on there at, at Auburn Sports. I mean, we've, we've talked about it. I mean, some of the things, and, and you've got uh, the staff covering everything.
3: We do. And, uh, you know, it was a big weekend, I guess, long extended weekend for football recruiting. There could be some more news this week, uh, big news. Uh, and, of course, we'll continue to cover the football team. We did a bunch of interviews today. We'll have stories all throughout the week. Two big basketball games coming up Thursday and Friday Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn in the Legends Classic for the basketball team. Uh, I'll be at baseball. I'm going to go to football practice, uh, do a video, and then go over to baseball for the final game of the World Series tomorrow. Have a report from Butch Thompson as as, uh, fall practice ends for the baseball team. So all that plus much more, AuburnSports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at BMATAU and on threads at BMATAU. All right, uh, tell you what, Let's we'll get to the bottom
0: of the hour break. Shane, hang on. You're up first when we come back for the final half hour of the Monday Drive.
1: Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive final uh, twenty-five minutes here on this Monday afternoon, and let's get right back to the uh, drive hotline. And Shane is up next. Hey, Shane. Hey,
11: guys. How are y'all tonight?
0: Doing fine.
11: Hey, I just had a quick uh, question on on a scenario. If if luckily it would pay. So let's say that Auburn somehow beats uh, Alabama. Mm
3: -hmm. um, What's that game? And then
11: Alabama then goes on and beats Georgia. Would
3: that you would know, make it tough.
11: So.
2: It'd be tough for anybody. What if
11: they beat by like two touchdowns?
2: I think a two a, a two loss get in? a two loss Alabama team would be a diff like not getting in. I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah. well, course, no, no, no. I'm talking
11: about Georgia. I know. I don't think. Oh, I don't, I don't think a two but two if loss Alabama get, beat
2: in. them
0: soundly. I think it would make it. It might end up being <sighs> tough for the SEC to have one. I think the. I
2: think Georgia's still getting in as a 12 and one team.
0: How
11: is that fear, though? I mean, how is because, that fear? Because, that, because it's not just, it's not what just about
2: the past. It's not just about the SEC championship game. Like, well, they're, what they're if, going in? They're going in as a twelve and team. That's well, why. What if? I mean, but in if, his scenario, in his
0: scenario, what if Oregon if as well. narrowly edges Washington in the Pac twelve title game?
2: Georgia might be right. out. The, I just have a hard time imagining because 12, if you've got I, the teams five and six, if, I think if Georgia, depending on what else is out there, but I would think that if Georgia's if, if Georgia's there at twelve and
0: what about the Michigan Ohio State loser if that's a heck of a ball game?
2: Why
11: even right? play that 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 championship game then if they're already that they're already yeah. at least number 4? It, it doesn't it, it's not, it doesn't seem fair that that's uh, the, they're I, automatically I think that I think so. that's
0: that's not a crazy supposition there, Shane, that if Georgia were to lose and the Michigan Ohio State loser That was a much tighter ball game. I think it might be very difficult to have an SEC team in. A a, a one loss. Florida
11: State undefeated, you know, uh, um, let's say Oregon or Washington. And then, and then we got one Especially loss. Texas that beat Alabama. Now, you know, now, that's now three when right
2: you get there. It, when you get into a one loss Texas team being being ahead of Georgia, that's where I would wonder if the yeah, committee that one I, on I that. don't like, know. Like let's say I, I think I think the Michigan Ohio State scenarios undefe- undefeated, undefeated undefeated like, okay, so let's let's say twelve and one Georgia loses the SEC championship game to Alabama. That that's why they're twelve and, and loses loses by okay, a couple touches. double digits um, undefeated Florida State would get in mm-hmm. undefeated Washington. And or one loss Oregon, depending on who wins the Pac-12. Let's make it it
0: even simpler. Say Washington, undefeated Washington, undefeated winner of the Big Ten, and undefeated Florida State. So you got three. I don't know if anyone else is getting it over Georgia besides those three you don't think the loser of the Michigan Ohio State game if that's a close game and Georgia gets housed at home
2: the extra because you have Georgia with the extra game you know what I mean that 12 at 12 and one you're talking about a 12 and one team against an 111 team an 11 one team
11: right but why why are they even playing that game if they're automatically in because, they can just because just they have all because, their starters because then. they have to
2: like the, the, the rule says but they, they have can to just play the SEC. hit all their
11: starters if it doesn't really matter they can just sit on everybody that's important and make sure that they're good to go for the for the playoff then, no, but right but, if but,
2: that's, it, if that's the logic in our scenario like We're rewarding a team that didn't even make the Big Ten championship game, right? A tw- an 11-1 team that doesn't win their division yeah. gets in over well, let's, Georgia. Let's like, look at, yeah. I mean, I, I would think you're more looking at a 12-1 and one Big 12 Set. champion maybe, but I don't know if Texas would have the— Yeah, even I don't know about Texas. Mama, like, I say,
0: Shane, the, the most difficult decision for them and the toughest thing for Georgia would be if Michigan squeaks by Ohio State, who has a much tougher strength of schedule— than Georgia does, and Georgia gets beaten. I think it'd be tough for Georgia to be in.
11: Even even if the the let's just say even if that's, I'm just, I wanted to say Texas, okay? Because if Texas beat the, the SEC champion and they only have one loss in the year,
0: and they beat why them, would they, they beat them go? at Tuscaloosa too, you're right.
11: Right, it was at Tuscaloosa. So why would they not go over a Georgia team? But yeah ran the table against think, the I, east that was whatever I think whatever,
2: the committee and, and I think the committee would think that the body of work from Georgia over the course of the entire season would be more impressive they're than going to Texas take into account
11: the past two Texas, seasons Texas, and, Texas which, lost which a, which I, I hate that have it. Texas, They they into account Texas, what Texas they've done had, in the past
2: Texas will have had a loss to an Oklahoma team who's the best team other than Alabama that Texas has beaten this year Georgia has wins over Ole Miss Georgia has wins over uh, Tennessee, if, Georgia has wins over. they won at well, They don't have a win over Tennessee like yet, but they will. I mean, who's Texas' second-best win after, after, but after if Texas Alabama? Had, if, Texas,
11: if Texas had had won the last two national championships and we're in the same scenario right now, would you still be saying that, though?
2: Would I be saying that a 12-1 and Texas team that, should, I mean...
11: Would, would get in over Georgia. A 12-1 and
2: one Georgia team. I, you know what? I think there's maybe something to the idea that Georgia's getting extra credit for the body of work, which I don't like. You know, it should, it should be every year. But I think Georgia at 12-0, and 0, like you can't ignore what Georgia has done this 12 and year. 12-1. 12-1. But to, Texas. if they get to 12-0, and 0, you have to look at who they've beaten to get to 12-0, and 0, right? They, their strength of schedule's not that high. It's not but that it high. Would high but it would be the same
11: record, 12-1 and one team. Yep. At one beat, the one that beat you. Right, you but you beat
2: that. But I mean, it's, you not, beat, it's you know, not just about did. it's not just about that one game, though, right? It's about what they've done all season long. I would think that Georgia has more quality wins than Texas would, if if the committee were to go with that. I look, I think it's an interesting question as to whether or not a twelve and one Georgia team could be. Hope over. we've got a situation like that to uh, to be but talking I'm, about. But I'm yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, I think, think it's Georgia's already amazing. automatic.
11: Yeah. It, it feels, I think it's automatic yeah. that Georgia's already in. Uh, it they don't. It doesn't really matter unless they win, They lose in the regular season, they're already in. The playoffs, I think that a, 12, I a
2: twelve and one Alabama team that wins the SEC could be the team that bumps George out in this conversation. If Alabama were to run the table between now and the SEC championship game, you could have okay. an ACC big. So, you could have an ACC champion, a Big Ten champion, a Pac twelve champion, and Alabama, and that that could bump well, so George out.
11: So that, that Alabama team would then get in over the Texas team that, that is their conference champion and beat
2: them. I think that a twelve and if it came down to twelve Sadly, and one Alabama. Shane. I think, I think they would. If it came down to I twelve and one would. Alabama, it. if it came yep. down to twelve and one Alabama and twelve and one Texas for one spot, um, I don't know if Texas is going to get enough credit for having one at Alabama. I, think, I could think see the you're, committee I could think go, go think with you're right. the committee can go with Alabama. In that situation. Be interesting. Oh, That's
11: interesting. Yeah. That's horrible, guys. But anyway, I'm wait wait for next year for that twelve playoff and it won't really matter. Worry <laughs> because the win, the I mean
2: Alabama. I mean Alabama's strength of schedule. If they were to go twelve and one, right? You're talking about having beaten Georgia in the SEC championship game. You beat LSU. <laughs> you beat Ole Miss. You beat Auburn at Auburn. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the thought let, of leaving let's, a. Let, let's, see them, let's see them get there, and we'll see.
3: My prediction is either Alabama or Georgia are going to be in the college football playoff. 99% yeah, it's, it's, chance.
0: It's, it's hard not to.
2: And see maybe
3: that. a 20, 25% chance they're both, they're both in, in if, if yep. it breaks yeah. a certain way.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know who's winning a beauty pageant against either one. Texas would have the best argument because they beat Alabama at Alabama. Ohio
0: uh, State would have the, the best argument if they had a loss and a close loss.
2: Tw- you do th- you think Ohio State at eleven and one would get more playoff consideration than a twelve and one Big Twelve
3: champion in Texas? Yes, probably. Interesting. But I'm right. I'm not sure a two loss Alabama yeah. No. If no. they I think a
0: two loss Alabama has no chance. I don't think right. there's any room for even... a two loss yeah. team in the playoffs. Uh, unless
3: everybody year. else no. just collapses. Yeah. Back
0: to the phone we go and Rain Man. Hey man, thanks for hanging hey, man. on. No,
3: no problem. I'm sure you guys have to guess the final breaks. So I'll be
0: as quick no, as can. No, no, no. We we you. we got plenty of time. You got time. Oh, well, then I'll just talk all, all evening. That's all right. Well, we got, got at least, an hour got and a half, five, half an hour. we got at least five or six minutes, so i at it. Into that.
2: The music's playing, Rain Man. Sorry, we got to uh, – <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I
12: told you, Bill, five or six weeks ago that in my preseason conversations with some mutual friends of ours, I had predicted that we would go seven and five. And not only seven and five, that we'd start with three straight wins. Everybody would decide we were really good. Reality would set in with four straight losses when everybody would decide we were terrible and we maybe even made a mistake with this coach, but then we'd break that streak with the Mississippi State win, followed by
4: that win and three more, uh,
12: where we'd all decide we're good enough to beat Alabama, and then reality comes back one more time and we finish seven and five. And I'm two predictions away from being 12-0 in my season predictions. Well, I hope you're not. I hope you're
0: not. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not
12: saying that I hope that I am, but that's pretty pretty remarkable in and of itself. But I'm going to tell you some more statistics that I think will help us figure this out. Auburn is 0-3 against ranked teams this year. We are 6-1 and against unranked teams because even though they weren't ranked aren't now, they probably were at the time A&M beat us. Mm-hmm. They were uh, at the
0: time. Yeah, they were
12: at the time. We're also 0-4 against FBS teams with a winning record, and 5-0 and 0 against FBS teams with a non-winning record. So there's two teams yeah. left. I bet they fall into one or two of those, one or the other of those two categories, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling like we're probably going to finish the season 7 and 5, and that's going to be Okay. Uh, because we, we really probably didn't even think we'd get to 7-5 and five if we were realistic about what we had on this roster and this new coach and all the changes. To be 7-5 is actually a pretty good way to finish the season. So I hope we don't get too down about it by the time it's all said and done. Uh, we got a shot at a, a bowl game, and uh, we, could, we could be in uh, maybe Tampa, Orlando or somewhere, uh, warm and sunny for it. Uh, and, and I feel like the team is improving, every week a little bit and we've looked a lot better i know it's against those five teams with non-winning records mostly
0: well we've looked a lot who, who better do most people beat i mean if you really look at oh, look at you know a lot of the teams well, that are out there with with uh seven or eight wins right now have a lot of wins against those teams that but but, but uh, all those teams in the top five have beaten teams with
12: winning
3: records and
7: have beaten ranked teams
3: yeah, and Auburn's not not
0: there. No. Yeah, we, we, we are not, but we're, well, yeah. we're a little ways away from that yet. We're, no. we're getting there, though. No, but there's some, there's some teams in the top 25 that have the same similarities. Uh, they, they, they might be, but uh, there's a lot of good teams
12: that beat good teams, and we're not to that level where we're good enough to beat good teams. Uh, but we're, we're, we're getting better, and that's, that's what gives me hope for the future personally, that we're getting better. Oh,
0: that you're, you're absolutely right.
12: It feels good to see improvement uh, week to week, game to game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Don't get too far out on beating Bama or not. Yeah. They're probably on their way to a
0: 12 and 1 season. They should be. I mean, with the talent yeah. that they have, they
12: they should be. Yeah. You know yeah there's I mean. no question. I, I you know, we, we should just accept that we're we're a few steps behind and we've got a little bit
2: of catching up to do and that's okay. Uh, next year, there's two or three teams that we should be a lot more competitive. Uh, you know, with. although I would point out that Auburn, Auburn played a competitive three and a half quarters with Georgia. Auburn Georgia, played Georgia stadium. more competitively than anybody uh, has. Yeah, so I mean, we absolutely gave them their best game of the year. Yeah, and, and
0: and the good thing for Auburn is that Alabama is coming here.
2: Yeah, and, okay. and Auburn, you know, uh, Auburn, looks and, to be better. Good. Auburn looks to be better than they were when they played the uh, the Georgia game earlier this season. I'm going to point out that for 58 minutes, Coach Brian Harson was beating Alabama.
0: That's true. I mean. Uh, you know, life's fluky. Well, uh, Auburn's Auburn's much better at home, and it's tough for anybody Drove to come for in here. Two when you're an underdog. Yep, that's you got right. You could That, that was mean, his chance. On. That uh, was his chance.
2: Don't remind me. Well, we'll,
0: we'll see you guys uh, next season. Uh War Eagle. Right. Oh, you'll see me before then, Rayman. I need to get that back with right. you. I need to get back with you or something. So, you know. Come on, Bob. All right.
3: You know, Bob. Other than the next last two games, right? I'm excited to see what this roster looks like next year compared to what it looked like this year. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be so many big changes to it. I think it's going to be so much more talented and stacked with with dudes.
0: I I agree. I I, I uh. I mean, what we're, we're coming up
2: on what three weeks from signing day there thereabouts? We're it's we're the twentieth, right? So we're, we're right mm-hmm. in the we're uh, oh maybe a, a little over a month. Yeah, away. a little, little over a month. Uh, yeah, we're about five period. period 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 the uh the Portal opens in just a couple of weeks, right? The I mean The day
3: after right. the uh, it's five championship weeks games. games.
2: Yeah, I believe it's the, yeah. the day after the Bulls yeah. are revealed. You get the uh, you get the mm-hmm. portal. Open yeah, the port.
3: Yeah, the portal is December sixth.
0: Portals and open then, and then the early signing or something like that. Whatever the f- the day maybe. after championship games. Yeah, right? portal's open. Portal's wherever.
2: open now for players. By Mich- Michigan State, yeah. Texas A and M, Mississippi State, and Boise State players, mm-hmm. and. But- uh,
3: I think as far as the portal goes, you're going to see Auburn do a lot more business early. Um, last year they had to do a lot of business late just because yeah. they were putting together staff coming from a, a different level. A lot well, of Auburn, them, has a, just, Auburn has it you know, too deep this year. Th- they've That's had the time now to analyze yes. who's
0: out there. Yes. Or anytime somebody is in getting in the portal, they yes. already they're on it before. Yes. I mean, last year they were just putting people together to try to
3: have analysts. And whether you like it or not, every school, every top school around the country. <laughs> Has scouted all these group of five teams, all these players. They have an idea of who they might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And most have probably made contact one way or other with representatives. You know, behind the whatever, however, maybe not direct, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Our folks will get in touch with y- your folks. Yeah, that, that's just how it works. Auburn, I'm not speaking of Auburn specifically. I'm just saying college. That's the way it football. goes. Auburn, yeah. had
2: to, way. Auburn had to scramble last year once once Hugh Freeze and his coaching staff. Yes. you know, once they were installed, scramble's they, they, the right word. You know, yeah. I, they, I they, used, they had to scramble yep. to assemble a, yeah. a team. I guess now you're waiting on. Now you're waiting to see what some of the NFL decisions could be from a couple of these players to decide you know, what the, the – yeah. I think that, yeah, they yeah. maybe have an idea of, of what guys are going to do, but that, that could influence what Auburn does at – what left tackle?
3: You know that. That's that would, the maybe, one of the, ones maybe I'm the secondary. Quite, I'm pretty sure on the other ones. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I can almost guarantee Keontae's is going to declare. Not I think Dylan, yeah, love Auburn. Uh, and, and isn't uh, a great it's hard for me and, to say yeah. that he
2: shouldn't. Dylan Wade yeah. seems like the. Uh, I'm not the, sure about that one. The guy with the most interesting right. decision to make, as far as whether or not he wants to come. Yeah, back. a
0: lot of it's going to depend on what he's hearing or what folks are telling him that he's going to mm. hear. Do you, do
2: you get the sense that Auburn feels like, based on what they've seen this year, from too tall and musky? that they have an internal they have an
3: internal option Got at tackle, tackle or do you think no, they could I think every other position yes Got I don't know about left tackle
2: right. right one of those two guys could play guard too musky or yep. or, mm-hmm. or too tall probably musky but, uh, but those, are, those are guys that we've seen at tackle. Gunner's out of eligibility. Yep. Right. Uh, but, but, yeah, what, what Dylan <coughs> Wade – I mean, it'd be a huge, it'd be huge retention I think, if I think, could convince Dylan Wade to stick yeah, around.
0: Auburn has the possibility of having a great situation on the offensive line yeah. if, if Dylan comes imagine, back. I think, I,
2: imagine that sentence again, Bill. Like, yeah, like, I know. I
0: mean, Can you believe I said that? I, I mean, know. after what – after Auburn's offensive line is playing pretty well right now.
3: They've done a great job developing starters, developing depth. I feel good about yes. it right now. And you you feel great about the future with guys like Connor Lew coming up. You know he's going to be a great starting center for Auburn for the next uh, two and a half years or whatever. Jake
2: Thornton was a was a very good hire. It would appear it would appear you know at at the moment at least that this is a guy who really uh, really really has it together. Absolutely.
0: All right, we will get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in as we wind it down here on the Monday Drive.
9: Hi, this is Jessica Venturi, Lee County District Attorney.